Welcome to the Mystic Bit Show. This is where we break down all things psychic development, spirituality, manifesting. My job is to get you fucking sovereign. Share this baby out with people who you think will benefit from this work, from this message. Thank you for being here, for creating this incredible community. And my name is Ingrid H. Turner. I'm a psychic medium, I'm a psychic development teacher, and I'm a somatic manifesting coach. And I am here to help a very specific kind of person, the kind of person who feels like the black sheep of their family. You feel like a misfit. You feel a little out of place. All your life, it's like, ah, where am I? I don't quite fit. That's because you're designed not to fit. If you're not fitting in somewhere, you're here to forge a new fucking path. And you are my people. And I am here to help you do that. And if you're here, it's because you know you've got something to offer. Even if you're not logically admitting it to yourself. Even if you're like, well, maybe not me. I mean, I'm really attracted to this, but I don't know if it's me. It's for you. All right? Don't compare yourself to anyone else. You are freaking magical and special. And I'm happy you're here. And I'm happy we're connected. All right. My loves, I'm fucking in it. And that's what I got to talk about today. I got to talk about being in it. I am on a massive upswing, like an up level. <laughs> and I want to talk to you about the cycle of up leveling your frequency. Like what happens when you start to become more of who you are when you step into your highest expression. What do I mean by highest expression? Highest expression is the highest level of frequency that is available to you right now. And the thing is, we are constantly expanding my loves, especially when you are committed to spirit. I have a phrase that I've coined, I use, have used for years, it's living in partnership with spirit. When you make that commitment to living in partnership with spirit, you are constantly in a state of expansion. And if you're here hanging out with me, if you found me, you are definitely at least dancing around the edges of a massive fucking up level. Because I'm here in the throes of my up level. And I tend to attract people who are right at the edge of breaking through to some level. So if you're, if you're, if you're feeling like, okay, this is resonating, stick around. I'm going to talk to you about exactly what to expect during this cycle. And it's not bad, but it's intense. And that's what we choose, isn't it? We choose the intensity, the breakthrough, the get shit done kind of mentality, right? Who feels like they're, they're in it? They're like, oh my God, something is shifting. I've, I've identified like four steps in this cycle that I want to share with you. And if you have more to add, feel free to. The first step is like that feeling good, that flying high. Look at y'all. You're all like, oh, yes, I'm feeling the up level. That flying high, that feeling good, feeling like productive and aligned and shit is happening. And that's when you start to notice that you're manifesting, you're seeing the synchronicities. That's the first step right there. Oh, yeah, I am feeling good. So what did I do? I was just in that first step feeling really, really good. That synchronicity. And you know what I did? I manifested my happy little ass into this incredible coaching program with this woman who's coaching me, who's like got mastery in areas that I don't have mastery in. And I manifested my way into her program. And I'm so, I was so stoked about it. I was like, yes, okay, we got it. 
it's all up, it's all up from here. And it is, but climbing mountains is hard work, right? So manifested with my way. I've been in there about a month and holy shit, ladies and gents, <sighs> expansion, really fast expansion. So step two, when you are up leveling, you will have challenges and opportunities that produce discomfort. Challenges or opportunities that produce discomfort. They will bring up your shadow. They will bring up your fears. You will start to feel really, really uncomfortable. Um, within this coaching container, this woman has an extraordinary amount of energy. I mean, she, and she expects her people to show up and take action. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm doing it. It's a challenge but I'm up for it. But then I've had these opportunities show up too. One of which was this produce this mystic bitch show that we're doing right now. Incredible opportunities, not necessarily opportunities to say yes to, but opportunities for recognition, for partnership. You know, some things have really expanded for me. I've also had a massive growth in my TikTok account. I have a video with 3 million fucking views, right? I've suddenly got over a hundred thousand followers. This all happened in the last month. These are challenges and opportunities showing up for me that like, <gasps> would they produce fear, scarcity, fear of success, all the things. These were just some examples. Some of the things that showed up in my life that produced this intense fear, right? And here's what happens when you are up leveling all of your shit, your bullshit, the energy that's stuck in your body that is preventing you from stepping into your highest expression, the highest frequency that is available for you right now is gonna come erupting to the surface. It really has not much to do with what's going on out here. The mind is gonna hook in on, that feels really scary. That's a really big challenge. That's terrifying to me. Or, um, sad. I'm depressed. I'm whatever it is, like what it is, your ego coming in and clamping down as hard as it can on you because that piece of your identity is now in its death throes. The ego is in its death throes, producing massive fear and a real potential for self-sabotage. Now your ego is going to come in and tell you that it's your intuition, your heart, right? Saying, give it all up. It's too much. You don't really want this. It's too uncomfortable. This can't be right. This can't be right for you. Now here's how to tell the difference between your ego fear brain and your intuition, which can also produce fear. If you are triggered, highly emotional or attached to the fear, to the emotion that you're experiencing, it is not your intuition is not spirit, is not your heart. It is your mind. It is your ego clamping down on you. Now the ego is not the bad guy. The ego is not here to do you harm. It's here to protect you. But what we've done is we've been trained to put the ego in charge. And so it's way the fuck above its pay grade. And so it's over here trying to manage your life and it's looking at you expanding into this new frequency that the ego is completely unfamiliar with and is clamping it down. It's going, oh my God, don't do that. Put it, get, get back in that box because we can't manage your life. If your 
expanding into this new frequency. So that's what the ego is doing. The ego is in his death throes. His challenges and opportunities producing massive fear, massive intensity, massive self-sabotage, the desire for self-sabotage. You know what I did when my TikTok account blew up? When I had that one video that climbed up to 3 million views? You know what I did? I abandoned my TikTok account and I started a new one because it felt a lot safer for me to just start from the ground up instead of showing up for the intensity of the visibility that that produced for me. I did that for about a week before I pulled my head out of my ass and went, oh, what are you doing, Ingrid? And I went back to, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm up leveling. I'm increasing my frequency. I'm showing up to meet this new expression of myself. So you're going to do both. When we go into the ego death throes, this isn't the death of the ego, but is the death of an identity that you have created for yourself that has felt safe. That identity has to break apart in order for you to step into the next version of you. The first time this happened to me was when I left marketing and corporate to be a psychic medium. The vulnerability you feel when you are in this stage of up-leveling is bar none. And your ego will come in and it will say, oh my God, don't do it. The vulnerability is really uncomfortable. So this brings a choice. This brings a choice. You have two choices. You can stay with the fear and the discomfort and just be with it. Have courage, have a crazy moment of courage and allow yourself to tumble through all of the emotions and the fears without taking them seriously. And if you do that, you will expand into a new frequency, into a new you. The other choice you have is to contract back into your old energy, which is comfortable. So it's a choice between courage or fear, love or fear, really. Now, here's what I want to say to you. This is really important. There's no wrong choice. And you'll do both. I did. I contracted, <laughs> put my head in the sand. Oh, I'm running away. This whole week, I had a big explosive vulnerability hangover and I started going into all of these stories. You wouldn't believe the stories my mind will tell me when my ego is coming into sabotage. It's so fun. <laughs> it's not fun. And I know that you experience this too, right? You're going to do both. You're going to hide and contract, and then you're going to decide to step in, step up and be with it. And when you step up and truly just step into your courageous that courageous moment when you step up and just be like, I am just going to be present with my fear, with my pain, with my vulnerability, with my desperation to get away from this discomfort because the ego is very convincing, my loves. I'm just going to stay with this. That is when you will bloom, when you will blossom into the next version of you. And then you never go back. And that is when the cycle begins again. Then you're going to be like, all right, I feel good. I feel aligned. My confidence is boosted. I'm rolling. I'm rolling. Things are showing up for me. I'm seeing the numbers. I got the synchronicities rolling. And then you'll be in, enjoying that new frequency for a while until it's time to expand again. And when you do, the cycle begins again. Opportunities show up. Challenges show up. All the things. And it goes and the cycle begins again. And it's not a bad thing. Something that I've been running up again against this week as I've been going through this process, and I've been through this process a bunch of times, and you probably have too. And one thing I want to say is 
at the end of this process, this cycle, when you have that choice of whether you expand in presence and courage, or you contract because you need to stay in that old energy for a while, there's no wrong choice. The opportunity will come around again for that up level, for that expansion. You don't do anything wrong when you feel the need to contract back into old energy and stay with that fear for a little while. That's okay. The opportunity will come back again. And what you'll feel at the end of that cycle, if you decide to contract and move away from the new, you'll feel relief. You will. You'll feel better. You'll feel relief. And maybe when that, cy- and when that cycle comes back again, you will be more prepared and more ready to stay in the fire, to hold yourself there. And if you do, great. And if you don't, if you contract, that's okay. As long as you keep showing the fuck up, you will be able to do nothing else but continue to up level bit by bit. God knows I've contracted back into my own free, my old frequency over and over again. This time I'm making the conscious decision to stay in the fire. This is the most intense one I've experienced in a while. And the thing I want to share that I've been coming up against is one of the thing that the things that the ego does, it gets very fatalistic. So when we're in these places where it's really uncomfortable, we forget that it's going to change. We forget that there's a cycle and a season to everything we're experiencing and everything will end. That first one, which is woohoo, we're flying high. We're feeling good. We get fatalistic about that too. Oh, I did it. I made it. I've arrived. I've done everything that I need to do. It's never going to be like that again. Guess what? But here's the thing. These cycles, you don't have to take, you, you get to the place where you go through them. You start to identify and understand, oh, okay, I'm in a cycle. I'm in an up level. I'm about to break through. When you're about to break through, when you start to realize that this is cyclical and it comes and it goes and it's a gift, then as you go through this cycle again, you stop taking your bullshit so seriously. You stop taking your bullshit so seriously because it is bullshit. It's not serious. We all got it. It doesn't fucking matter. We're here for play, for playing a game, for learning how to love ourselves, for showing up to be the best possible version of ourselves. And that is it. There's no fucking end game. It's to show up and be sovereign, be authentic, be true to you and who you are and what you have to offer the world, to have the courage to show the fuck up, step onto your world stage and share your gift with as big an audience as you are able to. And you can't do that when you're stuck in old energy, when you're responding to the conditioning of your childhood, of the media, of your culture, of your parents. That's why you're here. That's why we're leveling the fuck up together. So that being said, I'm in a, I'm in a headspace. It's not, not fantastic. Thank you for being here with me in crazy land. Spirit will not leave you behind, honey. I am glad that I was able to be the messenger today. I love you so much and I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of you. Let's go into questions. I know that was short and sweet, but like I said, I don't have tons of energy today. So I'm blasting out what I'm able to blast out, what I'm going through and sharing that with you. And I appreciate you. Do you believe in spirit dragons? Yeah, of course I do. Your spirit guide, how spirit connects with you will show up in whatever form you are best able to receive it. If it's showing up for you in the form of dragon, 
That's because you have an energy that is resonant with dragon. What do you associate dragons with? That is your energy. And spirit is coming to you in the form of spirit dragon in order to reflect that back to you and get you to step into it, step into your power to fucking own it. Next question. I have super vivid dreams for two months. Like I'm there. What does it mean? If your dreams are so vivid, like you are physically there, like you cannot tell the difference between your waking experience and your dream experience, that is called astral travel. We all have an astral body. And then outside of that, we have our physical body. Our astral body is able to travel to different places, different astral realms, different timelines, different lifetimes. And we know it's astral travel when we, uh, when it feels like we're physically there when we really cannot tell the difference between our waking life and our dream life, or you don't have to do it just when you're dreaming. You can develop this ability so that you can do it consciously. Most people do it in their dreams. They don't do it consciously. You don't have to worry about your astral body getting lost. That's a fictional thing. That's not a thing. You will be able to, you're, you're connected to your physical body by what's called a silver cord because you're committed to this incarnation. So you will be able to get back to your body. But a lot of times fear can keep people from actively, consciously astral traveling. Teal, how do you work on developing psychic protection? Excellent question. But psychic protection starts with grounding. If you don't have a good grounding meditation, you can go get it for free in the link in my profile. Just go download the grounding meditation. Um, Also putting up an energetic wetsuit, energetic bubble, setting your intention and saying a prayer are all really good solid starts to psychic protection. Psychic protection is really as simple as setting your intention. My loves, you have no idea how powerful you are. When you drop into your heart and you speak your intention into existence, it will come to pass. Your focus is incredible. I want you to trust that in yourself. So play around with that, my love, and start playing with different meditations and techniques that help you feel more grounded and more connected to spirit and set your intention for psychic protection. Lindsay, how do I know if a new person that comes into my life is a lesson or my person? They're both your person, whether they're a lesson or your person. Every person is a lesson. I don't think I've ever had a relationship that hasn't taught me some lessons. Holy shit, right? Um, When you're caught up in trying to avoid your lesson or move away from your lesson really quickly and to find your person, that pushes your person away. Whoever shows up in your life, open your heart, show up with love receive the lesson, make adjustments to your energy, love them or leave them, whatever is appropriate. Do your work because every lesson that shows up is a stepping stone to your person. You don't push them aside in order to find your person. You won't know if it's a lesson or a person because you don't need to know. You need to be present with that person because they are showing up for you as that, as your person in that moment for that experience. If it's a lesson, you know it. We hang on to people who are lessons for too long because we're conditioned that way, especially women. Women are conditioned to be doormats. We're conditioned to people, please. We're conditioned to sacrifice ourselves on the altar of other people, especially our men, especially our partners. Okay. Naomi, how to improve the months where I feel off lower energy holidays are always bad for me. So what I feel Naomi, when I'm reading this is like, that's something that I think we could actually add to this cycle here that we talked about today. So thank you for this question. When I came on today to do the mystic bitch podcast, not feeling in top form at all. I decided to go ahead and do it because I was feeling good enough by the time I showed up here, but notice that I spent a whole lot less time talking 
and expending my own energy. And now I'm going into Q&A and I'm bouncing off of your energy because I don't have, I have lower energy. If you feel off and you have lower energy, you're supposed to be feeling off and having lower energy and take your downtime. It is okay to stop, to push pause. You're going to need to when you're going through a part- the particularly intense period of your new cycle. It's okay to take a day and watch, binge on Netflix. You know what I started doing this week? I started plugging myself into my headphones, playing really loud, spiritual, high vibe music and playing solitaire. That's all I, all I was doing. I'm not focusing on like work or myself or my healing. I'm just going to like vibe up and play solitaire. And it was really, really helpful. That was my way of checking out. It's okay to build in time to check out and to go play. And then what will happen is your energy will naturally rise because you're filling your own damn cup. Your energy's low because your cup's not full. Love yourself more. Bring yourself back home. Thank you for that question, beautiful. Stacy, how do I start tapping into my spirituality? Really good question, really simple answer. Get present, my love. We spend so much of our time in our head, future tripping or ruminating about the past. The more you can practice presence and mindfulness, the more you're naturally going to tip, tap into your spirituality. You're going to start finding the divine within. You're going to start finding spirits showing up in your life more and more frequently and sweetly in the form of synchronicities, things like numbers, conversations, um, meeting people, and just having a really lovely experience. You're going to be able to see God in yourself and in other people, the more present you can get. Meditation is a fantastic tool for getting present. If you're not familiar with meditation, go get the grounding meditation from the link in my profile. Um, prayer walks, mindful walks in nature, anything that you can do in order to get yourself into your body and get yourself present. That's how you tap into your spirituality. It's not so much about what you're doing, but how you're being. Lilia, have you ever dreamt about, have you ever had a dream about a past life? I believe so. Um, I've done a lot of intentional past life work. And I want to say something about past lives too, which is really good. This question prompted that. Um, By the way, dreams about past lives seem to be pretty common. Uh, And our past lives are not really our past lives. Okay. Time, linear time is not a thing. It is how we are experiencing it in this particular sliver of a reality, but it's not really how time works. Time is actually not a thing. Everything, every experience, every lifetime we're having, we're experiencing is happening in this moment because you are not actually separate from the divine. We are having the experience of separation. And So we're having that experience of separation so we can have all of these different experiences and our complete focus on it all at one time. So everything is happening in the way I visualize it is like little drops of time right next to each other. So when we're looking at our past lives, we're looking, just looking at another life, we're dipping into another drop of time. We're not actually going back in time. So you can look at future lives as well. You can look at every possible permutation of every single lifetime including this one. And when we're tapping into these other lifetimes, we are gleaning information. We are gleaning knowledge and wisdom gained from that particular concentration of experience. And we're able to bring it into this experience. The same is true on the other side. That's why people have past life trauma, right? Because we are having all possible experiences. We can experience the gifts and the wisdom and also the pain and the trauma from other lifetimes. We can carry it into this particular experience. So that's why it can be helpful 
to tap into these other lifetimes, but it can also be detrimental because like I said to Stacy, when you want to tap into your spirituality, get in the moment because this is this, this right here is what exists for you. And this concentration of experience, this ecstatic point creation is where you belong because it's what you've chosen to tap into. How do you know if you have any medium in you? Some signs. Great question. How do you know if you're a medium? So the first thing I'll say is just about everybody is capable of mediumship. Some people are born medium superstars. Like some people are born really athletic and they can, they can go beyond make it's relatively easy for them to hone themselves, be a baseball superstar. The same is true with your psychic gifts as well. Some people are born rock star mediums and they're just have a really good energy for it. They're a strong energetic match for it, but almost all of us can and do do mediumship when it is correct for us, when our energy matches up to it. Some signs that you're a natural medium. And I've talked about a lot of these on my TikTok profile, go scroll through my videos. You'll probably get a lot of really good information. You see faces, like when you close your eyes, you see faces when you're falling asleep at night, you hear voices. Okay. Those voices outside your head, you'll usually hear them when your mind levels are down. So when you're sleeping or you're driving or just doing something mindless, and you're not thinking too much, that's when spirit can get in. Okay. You see ghosts. All right. Out of the corner of your eye. Oh, you see little figures. That's a sign of mediumship. You're tapping into it. I just did the last week's podcast. It's seven signs you're psychic and you probably don't know it. And I go into more detail there as well. Okay. Hannah, good question. What to do in the phase of change when you don't know where you're headed yet? Just be with where you are. Here's the thing. Spirit is not going to give you a five-year plan. It's not going to even give you five, the next five steps. It's going to give you right here, right now. And part of the up level is often, I don't fucking know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to. I don't know what I'm here for feeling in that place of limbo and lost. That's very uncomfortable. That wide open space is where all the possibilities of creation are. When you're in that space, the opportunity for you is to open yourself up to all the possibilities. Try and get out of your head and figuring out what it is you're gonna do or you're supposed to do and drop into your heart and ask yourself, where am I pulled? And again, you won't necessarily know what it all means or what the big picture plan is for you, but maybe you're just pulled to go to a particular market on the corner and maybe you'll rendezvous with somebody who you know, does something really cool and different, something you've always been interested in and they'll end up mentoring you. And then you'll end up, you know, see the heart is going to pull you one step, one step, one step at a time. And when you don't know where you're headed or what to do, that's when the mind can come in and really freak you out. And that's why that's that ego death throw place, right? You either expand and just stay with the fear of the unknown, or you'll contract and go back to what is known. There's no wrong way to do it. But if you expand, you get that new experience. Even if you don't know what it is yet, if you stay with it, I promise you it is going to be amazing. Something I want to add to while I'm thinking about that during the, the phase of like these death throws, these challenges, these opportunities, one of the things that we can experience is a lot of loss. We need to lose the things. People can cycle out of our lives. We can lose jobs. We can lose, you know, our homes. We can lose our identity and, or like you know, we can be on a certain path and everything can crumble in front of us. This can feel really scary. It can feel really hard to stay committed and in faith and in your heart 
when it seems like your whole support system and safety net is going away? Okay, this is a good question. Can a spirit physically harm you? I think that's what I'm most scared of. You are a physical creature having a physical experience. A spirit is a non-physical being in the physical world. They are outside of their element. Now let's talk about some definitions here. So the way I differentiate these terms is spirit, ghost, and entity. Spirit, I, I determine as gone back to grace. This can be a loved one who has passed, who is no longer in the physical world. They've moved back to grace. They can be a divine spirit, an ascended master. That is like, they're the good guys. Okay, we like those. A ghost is a continuation of the human experience without a human body. All right. So can a ghost physically harm you? No. A ghost can do move some stuff around. They can freak you out. But for the most part, you're going to hurt yourself from being freaked out. It's not going to be the ghost that's going to hurt you. They can move objects. They can flip lights. I, I've seen it. And it's like, oh, you know, it's, it's, it's hella unnerving. But they can't do you know, they can't like pick you up and throw you down. They can't get into fisticuffs with you. They don't have a physical body. You have all the power in the physical world. If you're being troubled by a ghost, you verbally say to them, get out. Nine times out of 10, they will because they're people. Most people are not shitty. Most ghosts are not shitty. And if you're having any problems, you can do a clearing in your house and you can get rid of those ghosts. And we can go into that at a later time. Um, that's beyond the scope of this discussion, but that's, that's what to do about ghosts. Now, entities, Entities are, I define as dark shit. They exist. They suck. But I do want to tell you this. An entity can possess or attach itself to a person that is possible, but it's not likely and it's rare. And here's why. Your vibration has to be in the tank for an entity to be able to grab hold of you and hang on to you. If your vibration is even moderately good, just where most people are just getting up and working and doing life, an entity won't be able to grab hold of you. You become, you're slippery to an entity. That doesn't mean you can't encounter an entity and get the living bejesus scared out of you because they are scary because they are able to play and ramp up your fear. And again, your fear ramps up. That's where you end up hurting yourself more than say the entity hurting you. Now, when an entity does attach to somebody, that's a problem. Theoretically, like technically speaking, all that person has to do is raise their vibration and then the entity will fall off. But once an entity attaches itself to somebody, it tricks that person into believing that they need that energy and that entity. And so they end up holding on to the entity and somebody can come in and do a clearing, an exorcism, what you will, they can get rid of that entity, but that entity will walk right back in. And I learned this directly from one of those little fuckers. Let me tell you the story. I went to visit the family of a new partner I had. I hadn't met his family before. We traveled to Southern California and we all got together with family members and they were all, you know, perfectly nice, no issues. But then one woman, one of his family members walked in through the door. The energetic energetics were so off for both of us. Neither of us could make eye contact. We both avoided each other. We were like reverse magnets. This woman had 
terminal cancer. She was um, eating very unhealthy. She was in, she had um, a lot of children. She was very unhappy. She was, um, you know, eating fast food every day. She was doing some, some weird stuff as well. I don't remember what exactly, but her frequency was in the tank and an entity was attached to her. So I didn't, I I didn't have any interaction with her at all. And I was just sitting there at the, on the deck and I saw this thing, she left and this thing was horrible, horrible. It came up and it started mocking me. And it essentially told me everything that I told you in this mocking tone. It's like, yeah, you could get rid of me, but she let me right back in. And it was interesting because I'm sitting there. I have no game face, by the way. I don't know if you've noticed, but like everything is on my face. (laughs) No game face. I'm sitting there with this look of horror, looking at this entity that is sitting there talking to me and mocking me in this whole arena with this family. And this girl's mother is watching me like a hawk. She was devoutly spiritual. She had a Christian bent, but she was very aware of what was attached to her daughter. And she picked up real fast that I was aware of it and looking at it. And she cornered me later. She goes, what did you see? And I was like, oh my God, that's uncomfortable. And I told her, you know, what I could trying to be delicate. But the truth is, you know, there was nothing that, really could be done until this woman decided to raise her frequency. And it would be as easy as getting treatment, cleaning up her diet, hugging a tree. And then the entity would fall off, but the entity had tricked her and created this vortex of chaos so that it stayed stuck to her. But that is really uncommon. You have to be, again, your vibration has to be in the tank. You have to be working on putting your vibration in the tank for entities to come on and attach themselves to you. And that's something that in the spiritual community is really hard for me to sort of swallow is all the fear and the fear mongering that people do around entities and non-physical and demonic possession. Because the truth is, yeah, that shit happens. But when you are hyper-focused on it and afraid of it, you're calling it in. And the thing to do is protect yourself, protect your energy. The best way to protect your energy is to raise your damn frequency. And you raise your frequency through love, through being a good person, through treating your body well, meditating, grounding in, loving yourself and loving other people. And when you do that, you don't have anything to be concerned about. I had an encounter with an entity not too long ago. It sucked. It was scary. I had to get a ritual in place in order to get rid of it. All you have to do is conquer your fear and that entity has no more power, but I get how hard that can be. I get it. And you use whatever means necessary, whether it's a religious ritual, a dogma, a belief in yourself, whatever it is. But, um, yeah, there's my spiel about spirits and being afraid of spirits and negative entities. And I get it. I've tangled with them. They really ramp up your fear. It's really hard to control your fear. But that's why you do the frequency work before you have any interactions with this kind of thing. Adam, does it mean anything if I don't have dreams very often or don't remember them? I don't think so, honey. 
not in terms of your psychic gifts. Um, just because you don't have dreams doesn't mean you don't have psychic gifts. It's not one or the other. Jay, I get messages in my dreams or something that hasn't happened yet will happen. You get prophetic dreams. They do happen. Prophetic dreams are a sign of claircognizance. You just know shit. After I became an addict, I lost everything I had since I was a babe. I'm blocked. What do I do? Oh, you heal, baby. You heal. I just did a video about addiction on my page a few days ago. Be worth you looking at. I've tangled with addiction too. Like I get it. Addiction is a hard road to hoe. But what you need to know is that tendency towards addiction is a wide opening to spirit. It's a big gaping hole begging to be filled by God. And when we don't know how to tap into God consciousness, we fill it with anything and everything we can get a hold of, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, what have you. So there's tremendous amount of power in the energy of addiction. You just have to flip it on its head and you have to do the work, the healing work, the trauma work, the energy work. You have to do your healing work. And when you do that energy that, that was a black hole will bloom into an incredible vortex that is sensitive and powerful and healing and incredible. And I've seen it over and over again. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in people who I've worked with who have had addictions that they've, that they've tangled with. You're here. You're doing amazing. You just do your work, honey. Your life will come back together. Your life will come back together. I promise. Stay in recovery, honey. Stay, keep that commitment to yourself, to your healing and a partnership with spirit. It will come back. I promise you it will. Oh, this is a great question. When you're clairvoyant, how can you tell the difference between a vision or if it's just symbolism? Sometimes you can't until, until you allow it to come to fruition. This is why I always, um, I recommend creating a hit list. All right. So some people who are clairvoyant, they're very literal. You get literal vision. Somebody will say somebody's name and you'll see that person's face and it'll be right on. Other people who are clairvoyant, it's very symbolic and you have to learn the language of symbolism or learn your individual language of symbolism. So if you're not sure, then pay attention to what you're seeing to your clairvoyant gifts, write them down and then see how they turn out. And then you will learn the language of your own clairvoyance. Everybody is different. Every clairvoyant is different. You might get a mix of something literal and, and literal stuff and symbolic stuff. It might be primarily literal or it might be primarily symbolic. The only way for you to find out is to keep tapping in, write it down and look for patterns. You will learn the language very quickly though, as soon as you, as soon as you go for it. Question. I was told only God can read your mind. Is that true? You used to be psychic. That was tricked by negative energy. Okay. Um, only God can. Here's the thing about psychic mediumship. It's permission-based. It's an energetic language. So when you sit down with me for a reading, I'm reading what you are consciously or unconsciously giving me permission to read. I'm not going to see things that you are adamantly not okay with me seeing. So in a sense, sure, only God can read our minds, right? But I can read your, read your energy read your mind and read your future. If you're good with that, if you're giving me permission to do that. So psychic mediumship is not the be all end all. It, we're not omniscient. We are here to be of service in the way that you most need us. So spirit will come through and give you the information that you need and the information that you're okay with us receiving. <music>
fucking pleasure being here and I'll see you next week. And I adore you and you're great. I have an amazing evening. Thank you. Let it all, let it all.